Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. I got to chat with my friends Allie and Sam, who I met a few years ago on a brand trip, and we just instantly connected. And this is a first for me with having two guests on, so it was super fun. Um, Allie and Sam started sharing travel content on their Instagram and have now transitioned to sharing about their relationship relationship, IVF, and more. You can find Allie and Sam on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and their blog. I loved getting to have my friends on the podcast and get a behind-the-scenes look at their business. If you have ever considered sharing content online, especially travel content, you will love this episode and Allie and Sam. They also share so much insight on what it's like working with your spouse, which I can relate, and how they balance the workload together. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So let's get into it. Thank you guys so much for doing this and taking the time because I just, so obviously when I met you guys, I was so thankful to meet you and get to know you guys on a personal level, but also business-wise, I look up to you guys so much and everything that you shared with me, even in the short time we were actually together, like I was so inspired by your like feminine spirit, but also your entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I could just tell that you guys like, don't take no for an answer. Like you get your opportunities, like you're just crushing it. And it's so inspiring to see. And yeah, I just am so thankful to have met you. And so now I feel like I need to share you guys <laughs> with everybody. So yeah, so I kind of want to go through, there's so much I want to touch on in this interview, but let's start from the beginning. So kind of take me back to how you guys, let's start with how you guys met, first of all, because that's <laughs> even before the business. So take me through how you met and then how you started a business together, started a travel um, Instagram together, and you, you've done so much more. So kind of take me through your whole story. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. So we met back in 2014 on Tinder and we lied for the longest time about how we met because we were so embarrassed that we met through a dating app. <laughs> Like we told everyone we just met at university because we went to the same university, but really we met on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> and then shortly after that, Sam said she was going to Australia to au pair. And I always wanted to do that. So I invited myself along. Yeah, I didn't to, even invite Allie with she me. Didn't I was just me. like, I'm going to Australia for eight months. Yeah. So I invited myself. Um, and that it, it worked out really well. Like we both worked for different families, but we were able to see each other all the time. And I think that's what really started since our relationship, like started on travel. Yeah. I think that's why we like love traveling so much. And we learned that we travel so well together yeah. right from the start, which is rare because I don't travel well with anybody else. <laughs> it can be really hard traveling with someone, yeah. like really difficult. So we're really lucky that we really travel well together and we really get along Yeah, really well when we're traveling because we travel a lot. So it's necessary. Especially yeah. early on, like when you were just started dating to be traveling, like, oh my gosh, I don't think me and Brett traveled until we were at least like a year into dating. So to be so early on and like there's so much with travel that's so vulnerable, especially I think Allie, right. You were saying that you kind of have a fear of flying or used to yeah. like yes. so vulnerable. So that's so fun to hear that you were like, you know, each other's support. Yeah. Yeah. It was really great. And it worked out. So we moved in together when we got back and then we got married a year and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. A year and a half ago. Yeah. And now here we are waiting to travel again. Yeah. <laughs> so 
we started sharing our travel photos just on Instagram more for our family and friends when we first started, sort of, but also we were also embarrassed. Like I remember I was embarrassed that my family and friends would also see it. Yeah. So I was like, wanted to keep track of the photos, but also I was like, oh, they think it's weird that I'm posting travel photos on Instagram because at that time, like it was more just like, I don't know, Instagram wasn't exactly, I don't know, like it is today, obviously. It was more like I'd share a picture of the dog, like things like that. So I think what we started sharing was a little bit out of the norm for for like what I saw on Instagram anyways. So I was really embarrassed about it at first. Because it was probably, what, 2017 maybe when we started our Instagram, Allie and Sam. Yeah. Or maybe even a bit earlier. Maybe even 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like nothing serious at first. It was older photos that we had taken in Australia and they were terrible. Like they're really bad photos from an old (laughs) GoPro and just awful. But it was so fun. And then people started following along. And then you, Sam, was like, maybe if we started sharing more of a story rather than just, you know, an emoji and the caption, people might actually get something from this content rather than just see a photo. So we started doing that and then it just kept kind of growing from there. Yeah, we're really lucky that it's really grown over the years. Just like authentically, we haven't done anything that spectacular really to get followers. It, people have just like slowly joined and it's been really fun building that community of people. It's it's really great. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. can so <laughs> Yeah, sure. I can so relate to that feeling of feeling like I'm embarrassed, especially when I first started out. I'm embarrassed because like who do I think I am to post anything? And yeah. then like to, especially a travel photo, it's like, yeah, like I can totally relate to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like the best way to like communicate and to kind of get people to follow along is to share that story. Like people love to like see a transformation or like you said, see the story. So that's a great point that like, even like you said, like we haven't really done anything that spectacular, but I think people just want to see your daily life. Like, especially like with your travel and with it being pride month and everything, like you guys have so, and you're doing IVF, you have so much to share and to you, it feels like it's just your daily life, but to everyone else, it's like, wow, this is so interesting. And all your puppies and kitties, like <laughs> there's just so much going on. So it's cool to see that you just took your life and made that your content. But that's, I wanted to ask about that. I feel like you're really good. So now you work with brands and can, you can do how to kind of do sponsorships and stuff like that often, but I feel like you're really good at taking those brand sponsorships and having them very naturally integrate into your lifestyle content. So can I ask for some behind the scenes, like how are you getting in touch with those brands? And then how are you, um, you know, taking what they want and then making it into natural content for you? That's a really good question. So at first I found that I was reaching out to most people. Um, and I honestly didn't know, and I had no clue what I was doing. I would say like, Oh, we're going to this city. Maybe I could stay like get us a free stay at a hotel if we shot some photos for people. But now mostly PR, uh, like PR reps will reach out to us. So we don't really have to do that legwork anymore, which is really nice. We feel really lucky for that. So typically we'll get an email and 
there'll be like a specific campaign happening. They'll say, what would your rates be for, you know, this, this, and this. And then we always, well, I feel like I do most of the email stuff. I right away, if it's not something that we'd be interested in, I just say like, no thanks. I don't even run those ones by Sam. I'm just like, <laughs> no. it, I'll just know if it's something that's not authentic because that's the biggest thing for us. Like we wouldn't say yes to anything that we don't personally use or a brand that we don't personally align with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's like something I'm on the fence about, we'll chat about it. And a lot of times too, I'll just say yes right away. Cause I'll be so excited. I think the PR companies, they do a lot of research on what's going to be a good fit or who's going to be a good fit for their brands. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest thing I think is like deciding what's authentic for us. And then it feels really natural being able to incorporate that into our content because it's something that we'd already use or like a travel mm-hmm. service that we would already be, you know, searching on or a destination that we'd already be wanting to go to or something like that. So it makes it a bit easier to integrate, I think. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Like you said, when you first started out, you kind of did have to do that work. You kind of have to do oh, that yeah. grind. Oh, then- oh yeah. It took a while. Like this is probably the first year that we haven't been reaching out on our own to brands. So it took like a couple of years, Mm -hmm. but it paid off in the end, but it was a lot more work on that front in the beginning. And then it was hard to transition from asking, you know, to do a product exchange versus being paid for a post because it's really uncomfortable to ask that. And like, you get used to it. Now I'm really used to it, but it's a lot easier that they reach out to us because I don't have to pitch somebody and say will you also pay us mm-hmm. I yes. do see that we do still well we're not right now because of the pandemic but we do usually pitch a lot of travel content still oh, yeah if we're traveling yeah because we'll have a destination in mind and then we'll either reach out to the what would that like be? the tourism board mm-hmm. or just different hotels like in different areas of the city so for instance if we say we want to go to New York we would be like oh, okay let's reach out to different activities or you know hotels that we really want to stay with um and that's fun for me I love doing that like I can't wait to do that again <laughs> how if you're just starting out and you don't have the following that you have how do you know um like what to leverage so if I don't have a following like how do I know what my worth is or where my value is to leverage that if I don't have the actual eyes and ears on me yet mm-hmm. yeah so I think the biggest thing is like finding I'm well first of all I don't think it's like necessarily about a huge following but like having an engaged following but also having other things that you could offer so for instance at the start I would always offer to take like a bunch of extra photos for hotels because I thought they might want photography to use just like lifestyle photography to use on their own websites or uh, social media channels So I always say, like, think about what else you can do that might set you apart from other people, like whether it's videos, photos, I don't, I don't really know Mm -hmm. other examples, but things like that, that might be your strengths. And then just, I mean, the worst that somebody would say is no. So you just ask. Yeah. It's never too early. I don't think. Yeah. When we worked with our first hotel, I think that was like our first ever sponsored thing. Yeah. We didn't have very many followers. I think we had 4,000 and it was in LA. And I remember when I wrote to them, I was like, we'd love to do, I was like, I'll do a few Instagram posts and stories. You didn't know what to do. And like, and I'll take a 
photography, I'll like deliver you a folder of photos and a video. Oh, and that was a great deal for them. Yeah, I think they got a lot of content. Like I still see them use our content from four years ago. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think it's ever too early to start. Yes. Okay. So with your following, I feel like you guys are very good at creating content that they would like, not just content that you like want to see yourself create. So how do you kind of get past any limiting beliefs about that or um, just kind of get out of your own way? I feel like I kind of, I sometimes still struggle with that because like the things that I enjoy are like the animals. And if it was my Instagram page, which I do have, and it is just the animals like that's the content I really want to be sharing or like home decor but I know that that's not necessarily why people follow us they're interested in more of our relationship and like now fertility treatments and like travel as a couple so sometimes I still struggle with that actually like finding that balance between the content that you really want to create and the the content that your audience wants yeah really hard yeah and I think it helps that I have my own little Instagram because there I can share the photos that I want to be sharing that wouldn't necessarily fit on our page. Um, but now it's just become kind of second nature that like, okay, this type of content is what we share on our share page. Here's what I share on mine. And I mean, you probably have the same for yours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else on that? I think it can be really hard not to just think about the numbers because you want to always be growing and always have good engagement. But I think it's okay to remember that sometimes things aren't going to perform well and that's okay. If there's a photo that you really, really want to share because you love it, you can still share that photo knowing that, oh, maybe it won't get as many likes because if it makes you happy, I think you can still share it. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it's definitely hard when you're so caught up in the numbers and wanting to always be growing and doing better, but it's okay. And just remember that not everything is going to perform wonderfully all the time and that's okay you can also share content that makes you happy yeah I think that's really important like your happiness and enjoying what you're doing yeah and I think that's kind of what sometimes discourages me because the stuff that like the photos that I would like the best like no one would want to see so sometimes I think that's what discourages me because I'm like oh if it's not both of us together then like it's not going to do well so I think I'll probably always struggle with that but if you're, it's good that there's two of us because then when one person is, you know, discouraged, the other can be like, it's fine. Yeah. Let it go. And that's one of the really good things about working together is that we can really balance each other out like that. Yeah. We take turns being each person, like one person bringing the other person back, you know, oh, there's a little cat. Yeah, absolutely. Going along with that, I, so I really kind of shifted my content this year to be more self-development focused and, you know, like really focusing on my full of joy brand and, and doing so I lost like 10,000 followers in what felt like overnight. Um, but I feel like there is just such an, with social media, there's such an abundance of people, of followers, of people who want maybe they do want to see your dogs and cats, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, even if you don't have the right following right now, they are out there. Um, and even, you know, someone like me who like, you could look at me and think like, wow, like, okay, like she's where I want to be, but actually I kind of feel like I'm starting over. Right. That's very good. Yeah. That's really good advice. It is. Thanks. (laughs) 
Yeah, because you guys do work together and I can only imagine working with your spouse, like Brett's office is one room away from mine. And sometimes that's a lot. So working together and on the same projects all the time. And like you said, you both kind of have to be in the content. Like one of you is not more behind the scenes than the other. Um, How do you separate things? Like what are each of your gifts and skills? And then how do you use those to your advantage? So when it comes to running our business together, our biggest thing that makes us successful is dividing things up. So there's things that I handle completely. And there's things Allie handles completely because we found that when we were both (laughs) trying to work on the same projects, that we were just butting heads and one of us would try to be more in control. And it was really hard to, to work together on like the same video. Like it was very difficult. So we don't do that anymore. And we just divide things up. So I will do everything video related. So YouTube and TikTok, I run my own Instagram, I run the blog, and then Allie does everything. Yeah, so I do all of like our Instagram, our shared one, like all the brand contracts and emails and negotiations, and then the financial aspect of it and plan out all like the sponsor content. So usually I'll just be like, hey, I need you for five seconds. Usually it ends up being 25 minutes (laughs) and then we shoot the stuff and then you go back to it. So I do that and totally all. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. (laughs) Dividing things up is definitely the way that we work best. Yeah. Otherwise we end up micromanaging each other. And this way we literally, I don't think Allie looks at the videos. Like, no, I don't, we don't pay attention to the audit because we're, we're like in the same space, especially with the lockdown. Like we're literally in the same space all day. So like, I don't think we would bicker too much if we were working on the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good yeah. to, to divide it. Yeah. There's definitely ways to make it easier on yourself. Even this year I hired an assistant and without realizing it, I've slowly given her all the things that I hate doing. So I think it's okay to kind of take inventory of like, okay, what are the main systems that I have to do all the time? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? Because I feel like if you spend so much time doing what you don't enjoy that's going to come across like that's going to hold on to that energy so it's so handy that you guys can actually just pick and choose with each other yeah Yeah. it is it's really good that we have two of us yeah and we both really like the stuff that we that we do like we divided up our tasks based on like what we're good at but also what we like doing yeah so I think that makes a difference yeah Mm -hmm. happy wife happy life (laughs) so did you guys have any met like intentional mentors or any courses you took on content creation on how to do this on how to be your own boss like there's so much skills to be learned in what we do um and some some of those things I think naturally you're born with like I feel like you guys are both really good people 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 persons (laughs) But yeah, did you take any courses or how did you learn how to, you know, be successful on your own? No, not really. Like we really didn't take any courses. We had no background in business or literally anything. Or in photography or videography, nothing. nothing. We just winged it. We wanted it from the start. Like I was always really interested in photography and like my biggest hobby in high school was my best friend and I, we would like get made fun of for this. Every Friday and Saturday night would be photo shoot nights. And we would just like dress up, go in fields and take photos. So I've always had like a passion for that. 
And then I went back to school for journalism. And I think like I really liked writing and like combining photography and writing. And this just lets me do that, but like on my own terms, which is really nice. And it's easy because it's about us. Um, but we just like, I just Googled a lot of things at the start, like what should I charge for this? And I was like, not that much information on Google, but I Googled things and then we had help from like accountants and met with like financial advisors and things because we knew nothing about business like at all. And I still feel like it's within my head. Like I'm learning so much every day, but there's so much that I don't know. Yeah. But we never intentionally took a course or anything, which we probably should have <laughs> probably would have made things a lot easier, but yeah. we just learned as we went mm -hmm. lately. I have been taking more courses. Yeah. So, you've been doing lots. Yeah, I've been doing. So Adobe actually offers free that's called creator camp and it's a free video course that they accept new people to every few months and that was a wonderful learning opportunity and it was so great that it was free so I did that and now I'm in like the advanced version so I feel like I'm learning a lot about videography and like editing because that's one of my passions so that's been really great but besides that we never <laughs> really took a course just good old google really yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I mean, you guys create content for people to learn from, you know what I mean? So there's just so much content to learn from online, but yeah. it's interesting, Allie, that, that you both were saying that you kind of took your passions and what you naturally liked doing. Like in high school, you would take pictures. Um, I was talking to my friend last night and she's a therapist and she was saying that people that are trying to find like their purpose or what they're like, what they should be doing for their job. She was saying to think back to when you were a little girl and like, what were you doing? Like in playtime, like, how did you play? Um, and that's like your natural, like innate skills and, um, like passions are in that. And I was like, oh my God, like, I love to play house. I'd love to play dress up and it just makes sense. <laughs> and like, I would be bossy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it makes sense that what you enjoyed, you know, when you were just a young girl is what you're doing now. So that's so cool. Um, so I want to ask, I feel like you guys are very good at being vulnerable, but also having boundaries with what you share online. Like you're sharing your IVF journey. And I just can only imagine the amount of strength that that takes to be open about that with what feels like the world giving their opinions about it. Um, so can you kind of take me through like, how do you stay on top of your mental health in that way? And like, how do you choose what to share? How do you stay vulnerable um, and stay true to yourself? Like without, feeling like, okay, how are people going to respond to this? What's the judgment I'm going to receive? I think, I think a lot of times people like we'll get messages or like in question boxes and people will ask this and we, I think it looks like we share so much, but really there's so much we don't share. And we really set those boundaries. Like we have things that we will talk about and that we won't talk about. And when it came to fertility treatments, like up front we decided for our IUIs we were like okay we're not going to share these in real time because we don't know what to expect we don't know how it's going to affect us mentally and then we'll document it so that if we did want to share it which we did end up doing um we could do it whenever we were ready and then we decided to do an IVF in real time but then our embryo transfers won't be in real time so we just kind of do like set boundaries for different life things and then we're on the same page so mm -hmm. that one of us isn't like 
talking about it and the other is like why why did you why did you say that yeah a big part of that too is people's responses and people yeah. think they're being helpful a lot of the time and they can say some hurtful things or they give their opinions when we don't need their opinions necessarily and it can be really hard dealing with all that which yeah. is why we've like kind of divided up our fertility stuff based on like we'll be more sensitive in these time periods like yeah. when we were doing the IUIs or if when we're doing embryo transfers we'd be more sensitive to those criticisms yeah that input so we decided that like we wouldn't share that in real time to protect our mental health yeah and then we can just share it later on and then it doesn't matter people's opinions because it's already, already happened already done, we've dealt so. with it we know what's up so yeah, that's a little bit of insight in how we how we decide what we're sharing when. Yeah, and then I think in terms of like things I'm coming out because it's so far in my past now, like I'm really a complete open book on all of that, and like maybe I would overshare because it's just like something that I don't really think about anymore. I'm so comfortable with it. So I think there's certain things that we're just like really open about, and I think we've been a bit more open. Like you're really open about your anxiety and like. Sometimes it almost helps to talk about it and to be able to have other people who are like, I'm going through the same thing mm -hmm. or like I went through the same thing. So in a way it can be really helpful, but there's always those, those people who either think they're helping and they're not, or they're just not helpful at yeah. all. So I think that is something that's always going to be, no matter what the content we're sharing is like, there's always going to be some people mm -hmm. that are going to have something negative to say. And we mostly let it go, but there's some days that I'm just like, I need a break. I'm not going to look at Instagram app all day. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. One thing that we also utilize is those filters that let you filter out comments or messages and stuff that have certain words in them. So we know certain words that people say to us that are yeah. very negative and make us mad. So we just filter it. So we never see that stuff. And that's been really helpful because we definitely didn't used to do that. Yeah. And then we would read these comments and get yeah. really mad and like, be like, guess what this person said, <laughs> but it's so much more, it's so much easier not having to read those things and it's yeah. easier to like protect our mental health by just not reading them at all. Yeah. Absolutely. I use those tools too. Thankfully I found those a few years ago and they've saved me so much because like, I felt like, well, I should be able to handle this. But in real life, I wouldn't put up with someone talking to me in the way that some people talk to you online. So of course, like use those tools. I'm so thankful that Instagram and YouTube has stuff like that where we can just block and delete or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's interesting that you say that you kind of had to do that self-discovery on your own. Um, like with coming out, like that was so long ago for you that you've done that. You've done the heal, like you've done everything that you can in there. Um, so it's okay to share it. And I think too, like it's tempting to share things because we want community or we want validation or we just want to be seen and heard. But also I always try to remember, and I think you guys are good at this too. It's like, I didn't go through this thing to share it. I don't have to share it. That's not the whole reason I went through. It's my life. Like it's not for everyone else's entertainment ultimately. Um, yeah. so thank you guys for being role models of that and for using your experiences to help others grow and learn. I think it's so necessary and I just am so thankful to have connected with you guys. So, um, if you could give any advice for someone that is starting out or someone that wants to like start on, you know, social media platform or wants to even 
if you want to share on coming out or starting with IVF, can you give me some advice? Like if you were just starting out um, with being seen and being vulnerable, what would you, what would you tell them? Oh, what do you think? Do you want me to go over it? Yeah. Okay. Over it. I think <laughs> my biggest advice would be to be yourself from the start and just know that not everyone is always going to like you. So, you know, in real life, you don't have every single person as your friend. So I think being yourself and letting who, letting people find you who actually will, will appreciate you for who you are is the biggest thing. And I think we're also just like really not afraid to be goofy or be ourselves like on Instagram. And I think that that's kind of who our audience is too. Like there are people who are also maybe a little goofy and like by no means perfect in any way. So I think being yourself from the start makes it so much easier and just so much more fun too, because it just feels like you're just taking people on a little peek in your life, like FaceTime and your friends. Yeah. And I feel like what I would advise is what we were just talking about and knowing that you don't have to share every detail of your life (laughs) and that it's okay to keep things private. You can keep relationships in your life private with like, we don't really talk about our friends or our families much. Yeah. We, most of our friends, like they don't really use Instagram or social media at all. And they're like doctors and lawyers and they don't feel comfortable having themselves online, which we just respect and we don't share. We don't share them. Yeah. And it's actually a really nice break from, for us when we're with our friends, because we don't have to talk about social media. We're not on our phones. It's just, it's awesome. And it's also so nice that we can keep like that part of our life just for us. Yeah. So know that you don't have to share everything. And that's like, there's things in your life you can keep private and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel like to be successful, you have to share every little thing because you don't. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like social media has really taken that turn. And I'm so thankful because I feel like when I started YouTube, it was 2016, I think. And that was like really in the height of like beauty influencers and everyone like vlogging that like daily vlogs, like 365 vlogs. And it felt like you had to do that to measure up. You had to do that to grow your following. But now, yeah, it's totally normalized to have a private life and to share only what you intentionally comfortable with so it's so fun thank you guys you guys are so beautiful and just so full of life and knowledge and wisdom and I'm just so excited for everyone to hear this episode so what is next for Allie and Sam where can we find you give us all the tea hopefully we are going to start traveling again soon because that's our (laughs) favorite content to create but we are going to keep sharing our fertility journey and we have some exciting announcements there so that's all coming and you can find us on Instagram at Allie and Sam and on YouTube, Allie and Sam. And we're trying to get into TikTok. <laughs> so you can find us there. Allie and Sam is just in everywhere. Yeah. Okay. 